Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Ambody, coming to you just about an hour after SMU escaped New Orleans with a 37-34 win over Tulane Friday night on ESPN. And look, for as ugly as it was for SMU in many ways, uh, they get in, they get a win, one on the road, uh, and escape with that win, and that's all you need in the in this scenario when it's sandwiched between the Memphis game and the Cincinnati game. And look, I'll open with this. Credit to Tulane for coming out and, first of all, not taking that punch in the mouth that SMU gave them on those first three plays, that force of three and out, and letting them get off of their game plan, letting them lose confidence, letting them you know think, okay, this is just going to be a continuation of what happened against Houston. They take advantage of a muffed SMU punt, and boom, SMU down 7 nothing to start this one in New Orleans. And I think, and we just got off the Zoom call with Sonny Dykes, and I do think that muff punt by TQ Jackson, who was eventually replaced by Tyler Page as the punt returner, uh, and for good reason later in the game, was a kind of, kind of a turning point in a way early on in the game. That after a great three and out, I mean, two sacks, a uh, tackle for loss as well. I mean, Tulane went backwards uh, very quickly offensively to open the game. And instead, they get second life and they quickly make work of SMU's defense. And from there, you kind of saw the game go back and forth like it did the entire night. SMU scored 10 unanswered. Uh, They did a nice job of coming right back with Danny Gray taking that handoff 32 yards for the touchdown. And then Chris Nagar uh, makes it 10-7, about 5.32 to go in the first quarter. And then from there, it was back and forth. It was SMU with a, with or it was Tulane with a 14-10 lead. And then it was SMU with a, a, four, a 17-14 lead. And then Tulane ties it at 17 at the half. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, SMU probably played about as badly as they could in little spurts in different ways, right? SMU's defense gave up, you know, a a long 11-play, 72-yard touchdown drive in the second quarter. SMU's offense had their moments when they were good, and then they had their moments when they were stagnant. We saw uh, Chris Nagar miss field goal at some point in the game as well. And then the second half, you're thinking, okay, some adjustments had to be made by SMU because Tulane made adjustments early on. Their run game got going uh, certainly in, in the second quarter. And you thought, okay, SMU will make some adjustments defensively, and maybe that'll be how it goes in uh, in this one in the, in the second half, like the Memphis game where they were, for the most part, bottled up. Tulane goes right down the field and scores to make it 24-17, and then SMU battled back again, scoring 10, ten unanswered points, quick drive, and then uh, an, an 11-play drive of their own uh, to make it 27-24 SMU. And then Tulane answers in the fourth quarter with a nice six-play, 37-yard drive, which was you know helped by a uh, 
poor punt and a penalty to uh, you know certainly take advantage of that and go up 31-27. And then Danny Gray just continued to do what he, he did, 10-yard pass from Shane Bouchelle to make it 34-31 SMU. That capped a 14-play, 81-yard drive with 541 to go. And then Tulane goes down and ties it with a 13-play, 65-yard drive. And then it's it's 130 to go in the fourth quarter. And you look up and you said, okay, your senior quarterback, Shane Bouchelle, is getting the ball with, with one timeout, plenty of time. And they drive down the field and they gave Chris Nagara a shot. You know, I mean, they gave him a shot. And I mean, that kick would have been, if it, if it would, would have snuck in the right upright, it would have been good from 65. But instead, the 57-yarder clanks off the side of the post, and we go to overtime. And I, to be honest, watching it live, I, I posted on the board, I said, everybody ready for a fresh start? And I, I wasn't kidding. I think this team needed a fresh start, needed a chance to gather itself. I think that's the big thing that stood out to me in a way about SMU is that despite, I mean, the special teams miscues were awful uh, between the muff punt to open the game. And then you had uh, TQ Jackson setting them up way, way, way inside their own uh, territory. I think at the 10 and at the five um, on both of those punt returns uh, for him, that wasn't muff before uh, Tyler page took him out and they just rolled up 581 yards of total offense, 572 of which came in regulation. Shane Bouchelle uh, threw for 384 on the night. Tyler Page had that 55-yard uh, completion on the reverse pass, so a little misleading. Shane Bouchelle finishes 23 of 37 for 384 yards and two touchdowns. Not a bad night. He did not turn it over. I think that was probably the biggest thing for SMU uh, is they did not have an offensive turnover on the night. The big turnover for Tulane came in overtime when Brandon Crosley picked him off, picked off Michael Pratt, and, and shout out Michael Pratt. I mean, he started strong. I think I looked up at one point, he was 7 of 12 um, and doing really well. His passer rating was like one, uh, 180 or something like that, and he had a touchdown. And then he kind of tailed off. He went. He finished 12 of 29. He was a true freshman making his second career start, and uh, he made some plays with his legs, certainly to get them in position for a chance at their own game-winning field goal before their false start, but... You know, I think, one, I mean, the box score on this game is ridiculous. I'll be honest with you guys. If you look at it, I mean, 581 to 387 in terms of total yards. Uh, first downs were somewhat even, 25 to 30, or 25 to 23, SMU led. The penalties were what really, I think, killed SMU at times. They also killed Tulane at certain points. Those holding calls, which the, the refs didn't, quite frankly, call in the first half, got called in the second half, killed Tulane. Uh, outside of the third and 39, uh, which is, I mean, unexplainable. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, Armani Johnson kind of gets caught there and he gets beat and you know, safety was a little late, but I mean, inexcusable. You can't let him go let a guy on third and 39. I mean, where, where do you think he's going to go? Is he going to catch it underneath? Um, I mean, I guess Danny Gray did that for SMU with a 61 yard reception catch and run there. But, um, you know, Tulane was going deep on that play and, and they got beat and, Obviously, SMU paid the price for that one. But then you look at yards per play, 7.2 to 5 for SMU. Um, you look at the sacks. Uh, SMU got to Pratt. They sacked him four times. Uh, Tulane sacked Bouchelle three times. Tackle for loss was 11 to 8 Tulane. I think Tulane really kind of won that on, on some of those uh, runs at times with Bentley um, or 
uh, or the swing pass, the kind of screen pass to Bentley that he got kind of caught up a little bit at times. But both teams went uh, perfect in the red zone, five for five, four for four in terms of scoring opportunities. You know, SMU definitely could have put put more uh, you know touchdowns on the board without a doubt. Led the time of possession in this one, um, but you know, I, I think you know for the most part, this was. Uh, was I mean, the tw- the 2019 version of this game was kind of a uh, anomaly. SMU won by 17, but other than that, I mean, this this series has been ridiculous. I mean, you look at it, it it's uh, uh, you know SMU uh, 20, 2016, uh, down 10 with seven to play. SMU won. Uh, the quarterback for Tulane was tackled at the uh, goal line in 2018, and Prochet. Um, you know, in 20, or excuse me, 2017 was tackled at the goal line. 2018, Prochet was 70 yard touchdown with one minute left to, to win it in New Orleans. And then last year was the 17 point win. So a little, um, a little weird. I mean, th- I, I tell you what, guys, I mean, just go look at the box score. It's bizarre. It's bizarre how this game ended the way it did. Um, it's a game that I, I, I think SMU is certainly glad they escaped with a win. That was what they needed to do. Um, couple notes for you guys uh, in terms of my take one they get total credit for winning on the road against a tough two lane team and I say tough because they are tough they are well coached they play hard um this team is is obviously going through something at quarterback which I think is a big reason why they are where they are which is two and three on the year um but they just you know they never quit and Tulane has a good scheme and they have good coaches and you know credit to them for playing hard and coming out and not, like I said, letting some of the things that happened early on affect them um, because they're obviously right in the game to win it. Tyler Page probably gets my game ball. Danny Gray was outstanding. He did it all. He was huge on third downs. Uh, ESPN showed the graphic where I think four straight catches for Danny were for first downs on third and long or third and intermediate. And uh, he finished with 133 yards receiving and 32 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Rasheed Rice led all receivers for SMU with seven receptions for 139 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Page, but here's why. I mean, Tyler Page, four for 101 yards, a 25-yard average. He gave Chris Nagar that chance to win it at the end of regulation. Uh, He came in and had a nice punt return. I just felt like he kind of did it all. Uh, He didn't have many opportunities, and when he was targeted, at times I think Shane was kind of off. So I feel like he could have had a bigger game. I, but I, I felt like his catches and, you know, I, I just think he stepped up in a big moment um, when SMU was looking for a third receiver. So now you look at uh, what SMU has, and it's a wait-and-see game to see if Cincinnati is able to play this game in Dallas next weekend at 7 o'clock, I believe it is. Um, it might be 8, but 7 o'clock, I think, on uh, ESPN2 in Ford Stadium. And here's here's some of my negatives on this, and I hate to end on negatives, but I guess I hadn't gotten to him. I think one SMU got a little out coached in a way by Tulane's offensive coaches. Now I say in a way because SMU held them to 300, 387 total yards, and uh, their running game really came alive uh, when they put Stephon Henderson in. Uh, Cam Carroll didn't do anything, six carries, 12 yards. Uh, but Henderson finished with 19 carries for 132 yards, which uh, was good for 6.9 yards per carry. But it, I think I think they won. They got the stop in overtime, which is big. And 
they didn't give up any points in the fourth quarter. I think that's impressive. Another a second straight uh, game that SMU hasn't given up a, a point in the fourth quarter. Um, or I think they might have given up a field goal late against Memphis, but I could be wrong. I'd have to double check that. Um, but the, in the fourth quarter, SMU has been playing really well as of late. Um, and Tulane had some really good opportunities with short fields due to the SMU punting uh, failures, I'll, I'll say, this game, uh, because it, it really was pretty bad. But um, I don't think Shane was particularly perfect you know, by any means this game. The wind was howling 25 miles an hour is what Sonny Dyke said on the on the postgame uh, uh, conference with us. And uh, I think that probably impacted a little bit. But, I mean, I, I, I just go back to uh, I think some of the play calling at times was a little touch and go. I think at the end of the first half when they could have had, you know, certainly a chance at a field goal. I think at the end of regulation, they, they kind of got into a weird like tiff there once Tyler Page caught the big pass and they they just. I don't know. It just kind of fell apart. Situationally, I think SMU needs to get better um, in terms of, you know, end of game and, and things like that. But they were 10 of 18 on third downs and uh, were just really impressive in that regard, which is a good thing. But uh, And I think one of those uh, missed third down conversions came in overtime where they were clearly playing for the middle of the field and, and the uh, Chris Nagar field goal. So, no, there's a there's a lot to clean up. I don't. I think there are certain things in this game that will overshadow um, probably the overall per- performance. But I think one being the third and thirty nine. But overall, I mean, I, I I think SMU, you know, probably played a little bit better. Well, I won't say they didn't. They played a little bit better. They they did not take advantage of what they set up for themselves, and I do believe that because they had big plays. I mean, their chunk plays were awesome tonight. Um, I just don't think they took advantage of what they set up for themselves. The offense stalled too much on drives, um, and, and it just, you know, it, it just wasn't pretty at all. And Tulane took advantage. Tulane is kind of like a better is a better Texas State team, and I feel like that is kind of the story of this game. And uh, you know, it was ugly, without a doubt. But, um, you know, I think this team and a lot, a couple of the play, uh, the two players we talked with after the game, I mean, they, they both said it. it's hard to win on the road. I think it was hard to win after the emotional you know, losses for TJ McDaniel and Reggie Robertson. But they got it done. Uh, they got it down, done um, in, in conference on the road. And that's all that matters. They're not going to get penalized for losing. It happens. Uh, what they need to do now is circle the wagons. They've got an extra day to prepare for Cincinnati if that game is played and They've got to get some things right. And, you know, SMU does play pretty well at home. So I think that's something to hold on to as you guys, uh, you know, enjoy this win uh, over the course of the weekend. But I'm going to wrap it up. We'll be back on Monday for, you know, some final takeaways as well as to recap the news of uh, Jalen Samuels uh, committing to SMU. Big, big, big land for SMU, literally 6'7, 225 defensive end out of uh, Pasadena, Sam Rayburn, uh, over some Power Five offers that came up. Uh, earlier this week. So we'll talk about that on Monday. So thanks for listening to this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Please leave us a rating, leave us a review and subscribe to the Pony Stampede podcast. But with that, guys, we're going to shut this one down and uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.